You're listening to Speak Lord. I'm Ryan Rogers. The worst of situations can become hopeful when they are followed with the words, but God. That's what we find in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4. The first three verses, we talked about them last week, say that we are dead. In fact, all of us were there, and we were by nature objects of wrath. That's a pretty discouraging description. And then in one of the most hope-filled transitions in all of Scripture, right after saying we were by nature objects of wrath, Paul says, but God. Go ahead and take the worst of your sinful nature, the thing you are most ashamed of, that thing you've worried is never going to change, and hold that before God and then hear the words, but God. Yes, those things might be a reality, and we need to face them, but God. There's a God who sees that reality and has the power to change it. The verse continues, But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised up with him, and seated with him in the heavenly places in Christ, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. In the book of Ephesians, Paul uses this phrase, in Christ, around 30 times. All the good things happen in Christ. Our resurrected life from the spiritual death of sin is inseparably linked with Christ's life. And he follows this but God statement with three phrases that share a prefix that mean together with Christ. He made us alive with him, he raised us up with him, and he seated us in heavenly places with him. Here are three realities that happen together with Christ. They don't happen apart from him, they happen with him. Each of these phrases are said in past tense. He made us alive, he raised us up, he seated us with him. And that's because they are already accomplished. They are spiritual realities in Christ. So if we feel dead, when we come to Christ, we know that we actually have already been made alive. We might feel very low, but we know that the reality of who we are in Christ is we are raised up. And even though we are living on this earth, the text says that we are already seated with him in the heavenly realms. I remember as a kid, we had this thing where when we got up from our seat, we'd say, spot back. And that meant, this is my seat. And even though I'm not there for a minute, I get it back. And right now we are away from that seat with Christ in heaven. But he's saving it for us. Just like you might save a seat or reserve a seat for someone you know is coming, Christ has reserved a seat. And the spiritual reality in him is that we are already seated with him in the heavenly places. In the eyes of God, we belong. It's like we're already there because he's already done the work to bring us there. And this is so important because we see these two extremes, dead in sin and alive in Christ. It's like there's no in between. And yet we feel very in between. We feel like 
there's some good, but I'm still struggling. And when we see the spiritual realities, the past tense accomplished work of Christ, that should communicate to us that we don't need to wait to feel that we have been changed to believe that God has done it. Don't make this a barrier to coming to Christ. Don't wait to feel that these things are true. Believe God. Believe that he has done these things, and these are spiritual realities for us to claim in Christ. Verse 7 says, So that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Jesus Christ. Verse 8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not the result of works, so that no one can boast. Martin Luther said, When I look at myself, I don't see how I can be saved. When I look at Jesus, I don't see how I could be lost. When I have received Christ and then I doubt my salvation, I'm not doubting myself. I'm doubting the power of God because it's his power that saves me and none of my own doing. Not only does he save us, verse 10 says, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which he prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. His grace is powerful enough to bring the dead to life, but it's also good enough to change us so that we can walk in good works. There's a whole lot of bad in our lives. There's a whole lot we're ashamed of. There is a past that is dead in trespasses and sins. Now, follow all of that with the words, but God. How is God speaking to you? Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. You can find more of Speak, Lord at PastorRyanRogers.com or by searching for Palmer SDA Church wherever you get podcasts. 